We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday new on curiosity stream how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production could napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future and how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet james burke's visionary series connections returns for a new generation Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. What is up? Changing the names of these tournaments. Oh. Next week is worse, too. What's next, next week? I don't even know what it is. It's All right. Perfect way to start yeah. the show. We don't know what next week is. We're worried about the Worldwide Technology <laughs> Championship at Mayakoba. Okay. Sure, we know Mayakoba. You guys know us. We're here, Stochastic DFS PGA Strategy Show, presented by Prize Picks. I am Ben Raza. That is Jeff Ulrich. We are ready and set to break this down in full. We're going to talk about the players. We're talk about the tournament. Talk about anything else you guys want to in chat, sir. I was telling you before the show, you must be busy because every single team in the universe plays hockey tonight. We got a lot going on in the sports world. Yeah, we do. Um, and look, hey, I, if you're into NHL betting like I am, I mean, there's good some good shot on goal prop betting tools oh. over on Stochastic. So plug for the site right there. But I mean, I use them. They're useful. And I mean, NHL betting is it's fun. You know, there's, I bet there's, not NHL. As, there's not there's not a bunch of you know people going around pushing lines and stuff. So anyways, yeah, good night. Uh, give credit to Ben because he always gives credit to me. He had a big week betting at Seamus Power, told us to bet him at 25 to 1. He was too Good. big. Look, when you get to those weak field events, and there's a guy, the, the one guy in the top 50 of the world golf rankings wasn't even the top, you know, he didn't even have the shortest odds. So sometimes it's just the easiest path to, um, you know, success. So it was that's what did it. Player. I did not think that Seamus Power was going to win the event. I thought that 25 to 1 on him in that field was just too much. And if he could fix the irons randomly and he did, and that was great. It was needed. Do we have shot tracker this week? That's a great question. Yeah. I want to say, yes, we do. I, I think we do, yeah, but don't yeah. quote me. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, I, I honestly, someone in chat smarter than us will come up and tell us, but I, I believe there is for this one. I think there is. Yeah. We didn't have it last week. I can no. promise yeah. you that. That tournament, notwithstanding some of the good things like Patrick Rogers up there, Detry played great, and certainly Seamus took it down. It's hard to know exactly what the hell was going on. Um, you know, Bermuda's Bermuda. It was a weird tournament. There was a guy who shot like 35 over. Not that that's relevant. Just wanted to get that in there. What were your takeaways, if any? Yeah, it's like you said. I mean, really hard to take away too much from this event. The winds start to get up and, and like the ends of rounds, and it really just – some players started to crater power and, and Griffin people, Griffin Oof. specifically who again, like we, we, that, that was probably like my one takeaway is Ben Griffin. Uh, we, we, we have talked about him a little bit. He's a very, he's an elite birdie maker and he popped up on the corn ferry with some top events. I was kind of kicking myself, not for 
you know, because obviously it was an event where we were trying to look down the board, take a couple shots with guys. And I was kind of kicking myself for not taking a shot with him. I still am because I mean, I think he's a good top 10 bet, whatever, but yeah, he, he definitely showed something that he is, I think in these, these easier style courses, he's going to be able to pop up for us a bit, but you know, it's just, it just came a little too much there. The wind got up, the pressure got up and he just missed a couple putts. And then it just all went uh, crazy. So yeah. too bad for him. Etcha, shout out to our chat. Le- yeah. Last week, someone threw out, and I don't Etcha even know his name. Yeah. Etcha Dariva. He was up there for a little bit. I, I thought that was going to save my week for a bit. He, I mean, he was still just missed the top 20. So I didn't cash that. It was, would have been nice, but it was still a really solid DFS play. I mean, it was a great call by the chat. Yeah. Um, that guy is similar still skill set. I think, you know, uh, pretty good birdie maker from the looks of it. And I think these weaker style events, um, just a player to keep an eye on if he pops up again. One last question. And I, I, I this happens, but usually it happens more on like Thursday than mid. I'm looking at the board. Who the hell is Brent Grant? He was winning the tournament like midway through Friday. Brent Grant. Never heard that I, name in my life. Dude, I missed that one. I mean, okay. at what point was he winning? I didn't even see Fri- it. Certainly on Friday, Brent Grant was okay. winning. He came in 35th, and I legitimately, and I had been looking at the board, <laughs> and I was just like, they just inserted this guy at the top. Like, they just literally put a name to see if anyone would notice. I I, I, I completely missed it. Because, like, I and I was watching this event. Like, I was keeping track of it. I didn't watch, I barely watched any of it on TV, but I was watching it. I don't even, he must have really... Just he started 66 67. I don't even, I don't even remember yeah. that. So. All right. Well, there you go. Brent Grant. The answer to that maybe will be unveiled later in the show. We don't know who that is. <laughs> We're going to turn the page to Mayakoba before we even dive into El Chameleon. Prize picks. You see it on the screen. We'll match your first deposit up to $100 over at Prize Picks. They have been sponsoring this show. Different type of site. You're projecting over, under, totally different. Great opportunities over there. You can build parlays, mixed sports, a ton of fun. And in addition, the $100 deposit match bonus, when you sign up, link in the description, you get one free month of Stochastic Plus Platinum. So even if you're saying, you know, I want to play on the site, but I don't know where to get started, we have the tools for you. And we're going to give you a month to help you build those lineups. And, and Jeff, you've talked a ton about the different categories, fairways gained, birdies are better, the matchups. You can do two, three, four, five guys. You get 10 10 X. If you go five for five, a really cool format and one that PGA I think works really well for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this week in particular guys, like I know I brought up the fairways at the Paul, uh, not the Palmetto, the, uh, the CJ cup, uh, at uh, Congary. And this week you're going to see some really high green and regulation percentages. There's rain in the weather. There's not that much wind. There's a little bit of wind, but I, I think that you'll probably see guys hitting 14, 15 greens. So they don't have the lines up yet, but I would really look for that. If you're getting lines on some of the elite players at 12 and a half or something, smash those overs, especially in round one. They'll probably adjust them, but um, obviously keep an eye on it. The wind. If it gets windy, just you know, just pretend that I didn't say that. But if it's not too windy, a little bit of rain, um, yeah, look for those green and reg, reg props if they put them up. Definitely check out all the content we have here and on the Odd Chopper YouTube if you like prize picks, if you want to learn more. And of course, take advantage. Get those deposit bonuses. And we have seen this course. We know it. It's, I, I call this, maybe it's off base. I said this yesterday with Aton. I call this resort golf. Like, I think yeah. that oh, this yeah. is more on the easier side. They don't want to punish these guys. Uh, you know, the course allows that. 
What do you think of when you see this? Obviously, Hovland seems to have something going here. Yeah. So the look, they this event used to be in March, and this the the wins in Mexico in March were a lot worse, and the scoring here used to be worse um, because you get windier weeks, and they moved it to November exactly for the reason Ben said, because they want this to just be a, a cushy week where it's not too tough on the players. They want people to come down. You know, they, like they, they don't want this to be a grind fest because they just think if it's like that every year, no one will come down. So right. it's an attractive, you know, easy week um, for the players to prep for. And it's it's kind of low stress. And and that's what this course is, too. It's low stress. You're going to see high green and red per, uh, percentages. You're going to see not much scrambling that has to be done. Um, I, really, the only place you can get in trouble here is off the tee. And if you're not a disaster off the tee, you'll be fine. There's some hazards and stuff and there's some bunkers, but it's not too bad. I mean, if you can club down on a lot of holes, there's three or four long par fours as well. So, you know, I mean, like having a distance advantage is still an advantage, but um, like accuracy kind of is, is more important. Even Hovland, he's been up there in driving distance, but he's, he's been like top 20 in driving accuracy. So if you just stay steady off the tee, it's not that big a deal. You're just setting yourself up to, to attack these greens because there's not much trouble you can get in on your second shots here. There's really not. Um, as long as it's not windy, you're not going to have to scramble much either, which is why Hovland was one here twice in a row. Um, and um, yeah, also got the, the pass Palum in, in play. So uh, ne- never a bad thing to look at guys with uh, good splits there. And by that, by guys, I mean Emiliano Grillo, Ben. That's right. He is the former OHL, as I still think of this tournament, you know. That's that's his jam. I think the most important takeaway is what you said with Hovland. When you hear Hovland and it's like, oh, he's won twice. It's like, okay, you got to bomb it. No, it's not that at all. You need to be accurate. Hovland's a great driver of the ball because he has the double rare like Rory. He drives it super long and he's accurate. Like, but give me the super accurate guy that gains strokes, you know, the old school Molinari formula over a guy's that spray. If you spray it here, you're actually in the jungle. Like you're not, you're not getting out of it off the tee. It's not one of those courses. You have to keep it in play. If you do that, I don't think there's really any hazard that's going to cause a ton of problems. You can go in the water, of course, but again, that's more of an off the tee problem. So for me, we know what we want. You got to roll it. It's slow greens. It's past Palum winning score 15 to 20 under range. I mean, it's been over 20 under for the past five years. Yeah. That's Um, so yeah, again, but again, again, it is Mexico. It is seaside course. Like the wind can pick up here for a day or something and, and keep it under 20. That could happen. There's rain in the forecast, early forecast. There may even be stoppages, but it doesn't look like anything crazy. I mean, there's always a little bit of wind when you're on the sea. There's going to be a little bit of wind. So uh, nothing crazy. I expect if this course does get wet and the winds don't get too bad, like you could definitely see 22, 23 under again going to get a little dangerous so clearly you're going to have to score and we've got some names so that was my other takeaway it's not last week Scheffler is here Hovland is here Morikawa Finau Aaron Wise is over 10k and Billy Ho is flat 10 do you say first of all Gutfield you think Hovland's going to be like crazy popular and then how do you go down from the top yeah so I mean you know just obviously we'll, we'll give it right off the bat you know stochastic we put out the ownership projections each week. It's really just makes any subscription you have really worthwhile on its own. Hovland's projecting as the top, as you'd expect. Um, I think he'll be popular, but not crazy, crazy popular. Um, we haven't seen him too much, but I know whenever you get a guy, an elite player who's won twice in a row, he's going to 
even if he's got a little bit of form, he's, he's going to be popular. I mean, actually he was T5 at the Zozo. So he, he'll, he'll clearly be the, the top on play. Um, I, I think that there's, yeah, this is a, just a much more interesting week for fantasy. And it, it's, you know, a, a lot of different ways you can, you can kind of build lineups where, you know, you, you can go off the, the Hovland chalk and you know, our projections really like Scotty Scheffler. Again, I like him too. He was fourth here last year, last, uh, last season, you look underneath Hovland, the options, Morikawa and Finau. I mean, those guys are going to be lower owned. Uh, I, I don't doubt it at all, um, but they definitely bring, you know, like issues. I mean, Finau hasn't played at all. I'm very wary of trusting him just to pop up and, and all of a sudden win a birdie fest uh, for that reason. Morikawa's game. I mean, Morikawa will pop up at some point, but, you know, and, and maybe the the around the green, the lack of around the green work is is definitely something to consider here. I would certainly rather go with a, a pivot play to Morikawa than Finau, but I think that the play for me is probably just to pay up for Scheffler. I think most people will try to think about getting cute with, with Morikawa or Finau and saving money where you can just pay up for the second best player in the world who's going to be mad because it's his first start after losing the number one player in the world. And, um, you know, he's probably, he's not probably, he is the best player in the field. So I think, I think that's, that's the move. I really do. Yeah. I I, I'm with you and I'm, I kind of fall into, I'm not gonna say it's a trap because nothing's happened just yet, but I I was drawn to kind of trying to save some of that money. We have not seen Finau. I think the course sets up fine for his game. Morikawa is the interesting one. Cause when I, when I think about what you need to do, particularly off the tee, it's like, Oh, you need to be Morikawa. It's perfect. His putter is always an issue. His putter has gone from bad to like in unplayably bad in yeah. recent events. Like he lost six strokes putting at the CJ Cup. He lost seven strokes to end the year on the tour championship. It seems like he's just taking himself out of tournaments with the putter right now. It's it's that concerning. It is. And it's you know, again, like you, you're two camps. So you're, you're not going to play Morikawa until you see something and you fix it, or you're going to try and get in front of this. And you, you think that Morikawa, when, when the, the switch goes, I mean, like it's going to be too late. So you keep playing them. I'm of the opinion you should keep playing them. Um, because like, I, I, I look, it's putting, I mean, we, we have seen Morikawa go through massive slumps with this club before. I mean, before he even started winning on tour, he was terrible with the putter. Um, but you know, slower greens can, can help bad putters. Um, just like they can help good putters too, but maybe the, the, the change in green surface here does something for him. I don't know. I'm obviously kind of grasping at straws, but I would probably rather go there than trusting Finau to, to necessarily get it done here. Um, Finau probably has a better floor in a way. I, I mean, like I could definitely see him popping up with the top 20 or top 10, but I don't know. I'll, I'll I'm going to stay drawn to the talent of Morikawa here. I think that, you know, uh, much like Hovland, like his around the green game is, it, it comes and goes. And I just think that this course, he's only going to have to really think about, he's going to put it in the fairway off the tee. So he's just got to think about his irons and his putter. And maybe this, this course just simplifies things for him. And uh, this is the week that where he can get going. Aaron Wise and Billy Ho do round out this range. Talent wise, I think it's pretty clear they're not to that level. But in a field like this, they do belong here. I mean, Aaron Wise, when we do see him, he looks great. And this should fit. Is that just too much to pay? Or do you say, you know what? He, he belongs here in this field. I mean, Aaron Wise is up to his highest world golf ranking. I think it's 36 now. So 
obviously coming in off a nice week. Um, he's second to Hovland here in 2020. Really don't have anything bad to say about him. I mean, I certainly would lean wise over Billy Horschel um, pretty much just for life. Right. Uh, but especially this week, um, they're both coming in with ownership. They're going to be popular. I mean, they're, you know, looking, you've got guys who haven't played, guys who are out of form, um, up up above them, outside of Hovland, obviously. Um, you know, Hovland-wise pairing, probably going to be a very popular start to lineups. So if I'm playing Aaron Wise, which I, again, like I, I think that you should, I mean, this is a very good player. I think he's still a little bit underrated. I think there's still upside left for Wise. I think he could, he could eventually be a top 20 player. Um, I think if I was playing him, I would probably look to be going off Hovland. I just think those Hovland wise pairings, you can, I mean, you, you can go there. It's just like, if you do that, I would really look to be di- differentiating down the lineup. So mm. um, I think that'll be the most popular move, either Hovland wise or Hovland Horschel. And I think that going with wise and like Scheffler or maybe even just starting with wise uh, could be a good way to differentiate. But yeah, I'm, I'm in on wise. I mean, just like you, I mean, I, I think this player has, potential we haven't seen yet. And uh, I think this is a, a, a place where he's felt comfortable in the past. His only win came at a soft course too. He can, uh, he's been dialing up with the putter. I won't be shocked if he breaks through here. Yeah. He, he's he's put the putting woes to rest in some regard. I do think it's, I'll say in the betting markets, the pendulum, I, I'm not sure how much value is it. Like he's shorter yeah. odds than Morikawa at books, which no, I, I think know. Yeah. that's a little much, but we don't care about that on the DFS side. Like no. you are what you are salary wise. Not betting him, I'll tell you that much. None. It's I'm, I'm not either, unfortunately, which, yeah. I mean, I feel like this could be, you know, this could be the week we miss out, but I'm I can't not, I just number. can't do it. I can't do it's it. It's like 16 when to one at some books. It's like, what are, what are we doing here? No, it's, uh, it's pretty tight. <laughs> come on now. All right. If Do you have any interest in omitting the top six and starting with Taylor Moore, Taylor Moore, Taylor Montgomery, Tom Hoagie, Maverick, Seamus, like something like that, where it's a little against the grain but you're giving up some win equity i don't think so i mean i i I do like what's that i think tom hoagie is an interesting starting point that's the one guy actually that that is the one guy you're right i i mean i'm I'm focusing in on like mcneely and power although i don't know why i keep talking down seamus power after he he wins twice but um it would definitely be tom hoagie i agree like montgomery i just i Still don't. I still just don't know what this player long term is. I mean, he just keeps putting up top fifteen finishes week after week. But um, for me, it would be Hoagie as well. I will say this: this is what I was going to say. I really like two. I actually really like three players. I the, I like Day, Grillo, and Todd. Um, I don't know if you want to start with all three of them, but I think that mixing Hoagie in is probably smart if you're going to use two of those players. And I would definitely lean Day and Grillo. So maybe like a hoagie day Grillo, it could, could be like a really interesting starting point. Those are, those are definitely my three favorite players in this range. Um, I do think this is a spot for potentially for, for it to happen for Grillo. I mean, there's, there's nothing that, again, like this is just a, a simpler course. I think in a lot of ways he profiles yeah. like a Hovland where, you know, where do we see him pop up high green and red places where you know the deer lately you know the the Wyndham just these these easier courses where he's kind of gone low and I think it just simplifies the game for him his putter's been acting better I know he had a bad outing his last time but that was a weird course um or just a tougher putting course too we know his history on past Ballum is good almost won the CIMB in Malaysia a couple of years, or a few years back and then Hoagie's just 
just striking it, man. Like he's so he's fine. Day is the real wild card here, whether you want yes. to get on or not. I think this is a I think this is really interesting for Day with the way he's playing. What have we seen from him? His short game is is giving him issues, but everything else, Ben, is there. He's fairways. He's he's driving it just as accurate as Hovland. The approach game is this is this like the veteran spot? Is he going to pull a Matt Kuchar here? I don't know, man. Like I'm I'm in. I'm I'm betting him this week. I am. I I feel like it, I'm definitely getting rug pulled, but I I think he's. I think this could be. Maybe this is it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I mean, he. I don't want to put it. It's not. I'm not gonna say like this is it in the sense that like if if Jason Day comes in 48th, doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. there's not other shots. Right. But could you ask for more? Like he seems healthy. He's gotten reps. His ball striking is through the roof right now. The putter is flipped again, and it's positive. It's a good course. We've seen older guys, you know, with experience win this event all the time. It's hard to push back, and that's why I think the balance build is interesting. You already hit on it. You can play three guys in this micro range, all mm-hmm. that I think are a reasonable combating not having Scheffler, not having Finau, not having insert top-end player. Uh, I like that. I think you mix and match. If I had to order them, it would be Hoagie 1, Grio 2, Day 3. Then there's probably a drop. Like I think Seamus is fine. It's not that he won. I just don't think this is as good of a course for him. and. For me, like he, it's hard to know what exactly happened last week. Like I, I'm, I tend to just say like, okay, I, I mean, personally, I cashed in. Like I'm not gonna push it. I like those guys on the other side a lot more in terms of the neighboring prices. Yeah, and we've seen the like we there has been a lot of players who've played the Bermuda Mexico double and done very well. Mm-hmm. Todd obviously one of them. I would probably rather go to Brendan Todd, who's coming off really good performance. Like he, he gained like seven strokes and his, and I think it was the CJ cup. Um, and he loves this course. I mean, this is just yeah. premier Brendan Todd. He'll keep it in the fairway. Uh, keep it simple for himself, obviously likes the greens. So, but yeah, I mean, you, it, I'm not going to rank him in front of, uh, I mean, I, I, I probably rank him in front of McNeely just because I think McNeely is, is overrated, but, um, I think that course wise, absolutely. You could mix in Todd, but he'd probably be like my fourth or fifth guy in this range. I mean, listen, this is a course time and time again, we've talked about distance is always helpful, but it's not going to separate you here. And a guy like Brendan Todd, who peppers greens, peppers fairways, clearly has shown that this is that type of tournament. This is where it starts to get like, I feel really good about what we've talked about so far. I feel really good about the nines. I feel like, you know, up top is whatever. You've got Brian Harmon. Detry's playing out of his mind. Like he's playing great golf. KH Lee. Now we're going to get into trouble. I'm going to get sucked into Norn again. How many times has this ended badly? Russell yeah. Henley. If you look at models, he jumps off the page. Killa Keith, Hadwin, Putnam, and Kucher. A lot of names in the 8K range. Yeah, this is the range where, like you said, is just like you can either this is either going to win you the event or just like sink your week. Like correct. You mentioned Henley. I mean, it's just. We're talking, you want a simple course, one where, where Russ can just focus on just hitting every iron and every fairway. This is it. Like, uh, I mean, hard to, hard to think of a better setup. And then Norin, the guy's finished runner up in like two of his last seven events. It's kind of under the radar, but I mean, his putter gets going on this course. I mean, simple, simple course for him. We know he's, he's been uh, eating up easier courses. So I'm with you on those two guys, but 
got to be careful. I mean, don't go overboard. I don't know if single entry lineups is there. The easy answer is just play Detri. Like, honestly, like you said, I mean, just keep rolling with it. It's a good young player. A um, lot of confidence, easier setup still. I don't think he'll be too intimidated by a few bigger names here. We've seen players come from Bermuda before, take on this course. They're pretty similar just in terms of like, you know, easier resort style setups. That's probably the move is just play Detri. Uh, maybe maybe even KH Lee, who's, who's looked really good late. But I will like you. I mean, I will take some shots with Norton and Henley because long-term form, um, good setup. I, I, I expect at least, I expect one of them, you know, probably one of them will pop and one of them won't. And I have no idea which one it'll be, but um, there's a good chance one of them just bombs out too. Cause that's kind of where yeah. they're at. But this is, this is where I'm saying like this, and you, you already illustrated this. Like if you're trying to win large field tournaments, and this is something, again, the tools can really help you with. It's not just about picking the like six most logical safe guys. Like, yes, you want to get guys you think are going to make the cuts. You want to get guys that grade out well. You also want to take some players that you're just like, if this goes wrong, this guy's going to be seven over after eight. But if it goes right, he could win the tournament. And and, and to me, Norin and Henley are those type of players. And you want some of that. So I'm going to embrace that. I have trouble. And it's not all about this. It's how you're playing right now. But look, like how good, where do you think gut feel Detri falls like in terms of how good he really is. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a tough question right now. I mean, like he's gone through pretty good spurts before, but this is the first time he's doing it on the PGA. I still have questions because it's the fall swing and, and like, you know, we haven't really, we haven't even really seen a tough course necessarily. So I don't know. I mean, like you could, you could make the argument that, um, you know, he should be up there with Grillo and, and power this week. Absolutely. But, um, at the same time, you know, you've got guys like Henley behind him, uh, Keith Mitchell, who's like a winner. I mean, I, I think there's still an argument where, you know, long-term, like he would be like an AK range player in this field, like with, with the Munozes, and he's just going through a real hot stretch right now. So I don't really know. Um, I, I think he's good, good enough to, to kind of, you know, like he's not necessarily overpriced this week, but he's not necessarily like a huge value either. Um, yeah, I, just a player I'm, I'm interested. I mean, I didn't think he'd come out this hot. I, I'm not sure. I wasn't shocked when he put up like a top five, but the fact he's kept doing it has definitely gotten interesting. So uh, it, it, it hurts too. Like it's the fall swing. We don't have as much data as on some of these events either. So that always stinks. But just knowing what kind of player he is, I, I, I think that what you'll see from him long-term is, these type of events, he'll be pretty solid for the most part. And uh, he can certainly like hang in, in a birdie fast. He's proven that. So I'm just, again, like come back, coming back to the, the, the ownership stuff. I mean, you know, Henley all of a sudden projecting like with sub five ownership almost. And then, um, you know, Detri still not like, th- that's the one thing uh, that again, in his favor where he's not projecting as like Uber chalk, like people aren't necessarily piling into Thomas Detry yet. So I think that's good and probably a reason why you should still just keep using them. It, there's definitely still room there. I do think that, you know, he's, he's obviously with a couple of different finishes, he's a thousand dollars cheaper and no one's saying what an obvious misprice, but I get it. I want to ask what we're going to talk about Munoz and Rogers and Burmeister and those guys in a second. You mentioned Brendan Todd. To me, the guys right at the bottom here fit, 
that same profile, particularly Andrew Putnam, who can't drive it at all, but his putter is, I mean, it's like on another planet right now. Do you chase that? And then you've got Kuchar also at flat eight to round out the range. Yeah. Kuchar, I'll probably just forget he exists this week. Um, just not sure how much more upside is there with him. I know it's it's kind of the veteran course, but I, w- I would definitely lean Putnam. Um, that guy. It it's I don't I don't like to roster these guys, but this course, this kind of setup, it's pretty. I, I think you're kind of almost doing yourself a disservice to kind of just ignore them at this point. Um, so Putnam is a guy I would stay on here. Hadwin's interesting right above him, but. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday new on curiosity stream how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production could napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future and how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet james burke's visionary series connections returns for a new generation Experience all new connections with monthly annual and bundled plans. Find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. I, I think that what we've seen from these two players, like Padwin seems to just kind of be grinding his way through the fall. And I'm not necessarily confident that this is just the week that he pops up. You know, maybe we'll take a look at him next week in Houston if he has a good week here. But I think this could be the spot for Putnam to, to potentially uh, really get it going again. I know he's obviously second just a couple weeks ago, but um just this, this easier kind of course where, you know, he just doesn't get stressed off the tee. He just puts it in play and then lets the rest of his game do the work. I, I, I think he's a, he's a fairly safe play at 8,100. I, I feel pretty confident saying that I'd be pretty surprised if this was the week where he just crashed. Um, it's just too good a setup for a player with uh, that much confidence right now. He's not yeah. a must play either. I mean, there's, there's better players underneath him, obviously, but I, I I'm trying to trying my best not to, to, bump my head into a brick wall here against players who are obviously playing with confidence and now just at a, you know, cake setup for them. So it, it definitely is. He's sitting, I see like, you know, upwards of 50 to one or better for a guy like Putnam in the outright markets. And I will say real quick, we're going to talk about the seven K range, but it's a perfect time to talk about some of the offers. I, I already talked about prize picks who sponsors this show, but if you're in a betting state, if you like to bet golf or you just like money, BetMGM still has their no-brainer. And what that means is the link is in the description. We'll put it in there. We'll do all those good things. If you sign up and deposit at BetMGM, you're in a legal betting state. You take 10 bucks. You bet an NBA money line. Once a team makes a three-pointer, they give you $200 in free bets. You can use it anywhere. You can use it to bet golfers. You can use it to bet the NFL. You can use it to bet more basketball if you want. I know a ton of you who watch us on the Odd Shopper YouTube have already done this and got your money and hopefully run it up. Or if not, then you saved yourself a lot of money by losing the free money rather than your actual bankroll. If not, though, there's still time to do that. All BetMGM users, Tyler, just put it there. Beautiful. Appreciate it. $200 off that $10 NBA money line once a team hits a three-pointer. It doesn't even matter if your bet wins. Someone's hitting a three. That's how it works. Uh, Simple as that. So you can use that. Maybe you bet Andrew Putnam. Maybe you bet Patrick Rogers like a real sicko. I might do that. Munoz. 
Nick Hardy. I got questions about Nick Hardy for you, Dean Burmeister, and your boy Davis Riley. These are the seven K, you know, top end names. Who were you drawn to? Yeah, this is interesting. I mean, Patrick Rogers, he's done this to me before. It comes off a big week. He looks good. The field looks good. And then it's just, you know, 72, 71. And oh man, I don't know. I, I still just don't even know. I'm probably just gonna put some money on Patrick Rogers and then you know try and go elsewhere. I think that people are are obviously trying to to get in on him a little bit now this week after you know a, a consistent fall. So probably the my, my best suggestion is get some money on him in the all right market. The 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 number's still good. And then for for DFS, I mean, like we have Munoz projecting is really strong. Um, the chat just brought up Dean Burmeister, who I think you know is a is a very he's just a very good birdie maker. And and I, much like Detry, I think these easy courses really really help these Euro guys. Um, not that every course over in Europe is easy, but they're more expansive. They're a little bit easier off the tee. And a, a big hitter like Burmeister, he's not going to get if he can just contain it a little bit. Um, he's he he should be fine off the tee here. He'll club down. And then he'll just be able to go to town with, uh, you know, with his putter. So I think he's just interesting as well. We got our guy, Justin Lower at 7,600. Okay. Just... His putter is like better than Putnam somehow. Yeah, I, I don't even know. With, with the, I mean, it just every week. So much like Putnam, I mean, the, 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 the courses haven't changed here. So I think that there's a very good argument. You just keep playing all these players, Lower, Putnam, um, you know, Burmeister, his, his Detry, all these guys, and you'll probably be fine. I think that there's there's actually a, a kind of good argument where if you had three lineups, maybe you're taking like a real hard like course history, you're going like Grillo, Henley, um, you know, a, a couple other like the American players like that, and then you make another lineup where you're going Detry. Um, these these players are just the flower, yeah. like the lower, whatever his name is. These players in the fall who've just been lighting it up. And, and you could kind of get a couple of unique builds that way. So we've, there's definitely like a couple groupings of players here who, um, you know, do you trust just these, these dudes who are just lighting it up in the fall or do you go for kind of the veterans, the, the course history guys who never maybe haven't shown us uh, as much. It's definitely correlation with some of those names, even like right next to Justin lower, different type of player. Robbie Shelton is playing pretty good golf right now. I don't know what to exactly make of that. I'll be honest. He's kind of, I mean, his off the tee game is weak, but you're going to be able to survive off the tee if your game is weak because of distance. If you gain fairways and you're a short hitter, you're fine. If you spray it all over the place, you have no chance here because, again, you're going to be in the jungle. Um, I think Nick Hardy is an interesting name. He's good off the tee. He's playing good golf. He's made every cut. Uh, in the swing season, he was 23rd at Bermuda. He was fifth at Sanderson Farms, electric with the irons. His short game is pretty weak. I don't know if he can score that much, but I do kind of like his game and the setup for this course. Yeah, he's and I, I'll, I've kind of been off hardy for parts of it, but he's, you know, his putter definitely is, is can be weak, but he, he also has gotten hot with that club before. So the approach game is there. I like the fact he was you know, he played last week. He, he finished well. I, I don't mind that call at all. I don't know. If, has he played here before? No, he hasn't. So that's not a big deal though. I mean, this is an easy setup. So yeah, Hardy is, is one of those guys in this range too, who I think with all these other players playing well, he's just someone that people may forget about. You know, he's, he's between Munez and Davis Riley, two names people know now. Rogers is up there. 
even guys like Burmeister and Lower and Shelton. So I, I, I think this is a good time to get on Nick Hardy. I mean, these are like these players when everyone's piling in on them, I kind of just tried to ignore them because they're probably a little overrated, but Hardy's played well. And this feels like a week where, you know, maybe the field is, uh, is just cools off on him a little bit because of all the, the names around him. In the mid range, you've got Aiden Buckley, who's shown a lot. He's like actually automatic off the tee. You've got Adam Long, who loves this course. You've got Lee Hodges, who's a guy I don't know a lot about, but we have to start taking notice of his game, particularly Tita Green has been fantastic. Seventh at the CJ Cup. Molinari is not on live. Didn't know that. Like I said, that's news to me. He's still around. JJ Spawn, I think, makes sense. Do you go like course history with Long? Do you go form with Hodges and Buckley? Do you pass on the entire range? What do you do here? Yeah, I, I do like this for Lee Hodges. Um, just a, a really, really good iron player. I mean, that is the strength of his game. Um, he's not going to get uh, much like he's kind of like a mini Hovland. Just turns out he plays not going to gain you a lot of strokes around the green. If anything, he's going to lose you strokes around the green. But his putter can come and go. And when the putter gets hot, like very consistent off the tee, really good iron player. I, I really like him in this range. Probably going to look into him for some kind of betting, probably a placing bet, maybe a good top 20 play. Um, I like this one for him for sure. Adam long again, like absolutely find the play Adam long. I mean, you can play him just like you can play, probably play Matt Kuchar. You're just, you're leaning on course history, more a player who's got spike potential, but you know, he's, he's not a recent form play. He's, he's looked, he hasn't been terrible or anything. He's made, made a few cuts, but that's just kind of what Adam long does. He he's, you know, just grinds along. And then all of a sudden he finishes runner up somewhere and that's where he gets all his money could come this week, but I'm, I'm okay. Leaving him out too. I'd rather go to Hodges. Um, I did have Mark Hubbard circled here. I know he missed the cut last week, but like still trending really well with his approaches. I don't, I don't really see a reason why this wouldn't be a good spot for him. Isn't the greatest course history, potentially just a player, potentially just off a miscut, you know, maybe needed a, a week to reset. Maybe he needs more than a week to reset, but you know, this, he almost won a few events back and he's 7,400. I don't think anyone's going to play him now. So that's just something of interest. Um, and then Justin Rose down here. Yeah. Justin Rose just sitting here just... at 7,300. I don't really interesting to be honest. It's like, he's projecting with like zero ownership too, by the way. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's correct or, but our projections have him for, not much ownership, so. Not shocked. I mean, he's just been out of sight, and certainly they're, yeah. they're going to, you know, continuously update till Thursday. So it looks like I, I'm, I'm not kinda, like, to you, I, I kind of feel like you have to play Justin Rose here at this point. Oh, moment. God. I mean, I know. But Day like, in Justin Rose. What a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah. So I, let, me, let me ask you this. First of all, I think Mark Hubbard's totally fine. It does look like he really doesn't like the surface. Yeah. His past bottom splits are terrible, and that's probably why he struggles. But whatever, that's a little noisy. My biggest knock on Justin Rose is I like Chris Kirk. I think Chris Kirk ah, sets up like fine here. Yeah. What what does he do that's a problem? You know, he can keep it in play. He can lean on his approach. Yeah, he hasn't been playing the best golf in the world, but he's Chris Kirk. He's got experience. He knows what he's doing. He did get some reps. He played CJ Cup. We saw him, you know, he's been in this plays this course basically every year not the best course history but he's found the weekend five straight events uh at mayakoba i think chris kirk sets up really nice at that price don't have to talk me into chris kirk and, and his price is now down i mean he was at like 7800 every week and now he's cheaper he's still like you said been making cuts um yeah 
There you go. Now I don't have to play Justin Rose. I can play Chris Kirk. Justin Rose, I think, is a better tournament play if you're looking for, like, who's more likely to win. Justin Rose, maybe he found it. I have no idea what he's been doing. You've got Grayson Sig and Chris Kirk. Uh, To me, they probably are are more likely to hit a top 20 and pay off their salary without doing anything crazy. Sung Young Kim, I think I'm passing. Justin Sue, I think I'm passing. Russell Knox, God, that's a tough one. I can't get him right. Anything else in the sevens before we get a little dangerous? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be okay going to Justin Sue here. Um, okay. You know, easier course, definitely. Um, you know, still a player with just a ton of potential. May even look to him for a bet or something. Um, I think I kind of like Rose. Like, I'm not exactly sure what he's doing. Obviously, he's played more than Rose, but he could just pop up. So I don't mind it. Um, I'm just going to pretend Russell Knox doesn't exist at this point. So I don't have to talk about him. It rarely burns you if you take that mentality. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's true. So it's fine. I mean, if you want to play Russell Knox, he'll probably finish T29 or something. But I don't, I don't know if he's going to be able to win you any events at this point. Um, that's why I'd rather play Sue. I think he could actually win you an event so or, uh, or a tournament. I, I, I just don't think the, the ball striking is quite there for Benny Ann. Smotherman's interesting. Um, he flashed for about 10 minutes, and I'm like, oh. And then he still, he can't sustain it. No, he can't. And But, like, he's very consistent. He's only 7K. And obviously, you know, like putting in a 62 last week on a similar course, I think it'll be good vibes for this week. So I wouldn't be shocked if he put in like a, even like, like a, you know, got in the, in the mix here. I, so I, I think he's very much in play. Um, I just don't see it. Like Ryan, I don't even know what Ryan Palmer has been up to. Oh, he's in the 69 anyway. So that's the end of the seven Ks with Smotherman. Yeah. Smotherman. Listen, I, I, I totally get it. It's, it's definitely a little disappointing though. Cause the biggest knock, for me on him is that, you know, he shows slashes, but he rarely hangs in it. And last week it was like, wow, okay. He's, and he still came in 23rd like that. Yeah. You got to be a little better than that with the talent he's got it. And, and the start he had any, like, I agree. Benny on, I think is fine, but I'm not super drawn to it. It may be a, a YOLO bet. Will Gordon is making cuts. Now he, he has made the cut in every swing season event. He was 35th. He's Really aggressive off the tee. He gains a ton of strokes there. I don't, he's one of the guys. The only reason I really have interest is because I think there's a chance that Will Gordon might be really good. I also think there's a chance that he's overpriced. So maybe a tournament flyer. I don't know what else to say about him. His short game is really bad. Yeah. And (laughs) I kind of feel the same way about Will Gordon. I really don't know. He's like a mystery. He, he flashed at times on his first time around the PGA. And I think people thought he was going to be pretty good. And then he just cratered, but now he's back and he's kind of looking like the same player. But the other thing about Will Gordon, I don't know if this is like a good setup for him. Like I, like you I said, don't think he, it is. He's, he's strong off the tee. I don't, I'm not sure either. Like the around the green shouldn't hurt him this week, but like, does he have the irons to really just go nuts here? I think if he, if he, if he plays well here, his putter will carry him, which could happen. So, I think at 7K, he's he's playable for sure. You, you kind of throw him in that Justin Sue range where, you know, like the upside is really good. Like a T4 is definitely possible. But I'd probably rather just play Justin Sue. Uh, I, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Um, I, I I would rather play him, and I, I think it's good you brought him up because I would rather play him than anyone else at 7K. Smotherman, I think, probably is slightly safer play for like a 25th. Yep. But I think Will Gordon's upside is is – just better at this point. I think we can, I, I feel pretty safe saying that. 
we see it every week. Like you don't know who it's going to be, but we see some of these guys who have limited, you know, starts on tour. Someone flat, you know, Ben Griffin flashed and this guy and Will Gordon, he's got that mentality. And I, I do think it's there. Don't think this is the best course. Yeah. For that. Now we're about to get to the 6k range. I do want to say real quick, everyone that's watching this again, a true, the true rider dies of stochastic PGA. And we appreciate that. You want to support the stream easiest way to hit the like button. I'm sure you're all subscribed. If you're not hit that button. And then of course, I want to come inside the ropes, a little 50% off your first month of stochastic plus platinum. There's a link right in the description of this video. You just click it. It's the promo code is PGA strategy show all one word. So if you are thinking about coming in, why not save some money? You get all those tools that Alex and the entire team have built all the things we reference on the show. We get it from our tools and it really makes a difference in swing season. Uh, and again, that's just for PGA. You get all like NHL tools. I know you mentioned the shots on goal. I've been tailing some of those. That's actually a real fun sweat. Um, NBA, of course, shots on goals. Well, I love hockey. People don't know that. I love hockey. Such a good sport. Very underrated. We got the hockey show. I actually think coming up and yeah, we do really jam packed day at stochastic. So take advantage of all that. I got to ask you about some dudes. Uh, what is that? I can't even. So we've got Chun on you who's playing wow. really good golf. He came in third at Bermuda Kevin. last week. Just call him Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin. So that's the same guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the little home alone five yeah. reboot. My man is here. Is he, I don't know. This is my problem. When we don't have strokes gain data and they're new players, it's hard yeah. to know if this is a good course for him because I really don't know what his game is all about, but he is playing good golf. He's definitely an elite birdie maker. I mean, that's that's the one thing that, again, um, just just can rack them up um, in a hurry here. And I, I you know, I, I will say this, like, I, I agree, like, it sucks we don't have the, the strokes gain, but it's really tended to be you play well at Bermuda. You, you kind of can come in here and, and ride that momentum. So yep. I think it's completely fine to stay on him. Um, I, I, I know a lot of people had him circled, you know, the, the smart PGA DFS crowd, the sharps all liked him coming out of, of the corn Ferry, And it does make sense. I mean, like I said, he made a lot of birdies there. He had some high finishes and at 6,900, like his price hasn't moved. So I think this is a player you stay on. I think that um, you, you'll probably see, I, I think there could be more potential there too. I don't just think that this is like, like, I think there's a difference between you and, and Griffin. If I had to guess right now, I think you as the player who you're going to see pop up and like be consistent and potentially like really push to be a decent player. Whereas Griffin, will pr- that's probably his, his peak where he's, he's popping up at the Bermuda once a year. We don't see him for four or five weeks missing cuts. And then he maybe pops up again at some point, but I think Kevin, you has, has some serious potential with them. Um, I would stay on him here. Um, yeah, I, I won't be shocked if he, if he strings this into a nice run and all of a sudden becomes kind of like the, the hot play for 2023. Certainly this week, I don't think it's even close. I also think it's unquantifiable, but Ben Griffin, like actually like that was a potential career changer and it, it went really bad, really fast. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad it happened for your sake, but yeah, it was, it was (laughs) it was like, they both came in third. You couldn't have different mentalities. Like a one guy, I'm sure is thrilled, and the other guy, I'm sure is quite yeah. disappointed. Um, in between them, you know, you've got the Troy Merritts, the CT Pans of the world, guys that I, I think it's probably a decent spot, but it's it's few and far between when they really string it together. I found Chez is another guy. If he could do 
anything right now, I would play him here because I think it's like the perfect course. But he he never could putt, and now he's sinking that with awful tee to green. So like for me, I don't know if I can do it. Are you brave enough to click Chez, or are there other guys in the mid sixes that you would prefer to play? I mean, Chez is going to get it together at some point, but it just feels like it'll probably be the West Coast, which is where he always pops up. You know, he'll finish T4 at, at Pebble. You can pencil in for that. Lipsky's interesting. Um, I think it's a good setup for him. Good iron player when he's in. He's made a couple cuts in a row now. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't hate that play. It's definitely not a must play, but might look into him a little bit more again. Uh, wish we had a little bit more data as what's going on, but a couple cuts. You know, we've seen him when, when he gets going, he can, he, he's a pretty confident player. He's again, one of those players in the Euro tour. Uh, he's one over there. He's, he's certainly mixed it up with like the big names there and get him on an easier course. He'll, he'll do things. So I don't have anyone else that I'm super interested here. Arnie Arnos, or, or, or sorry, Adrian Arnos. Is yeah. He's here, which is really strange. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, his Maybe. price, I, I will say for a Euro I didn't think there's that big of a difference. This is going to be a weird comparison to make, but like him, Burmeester, and Detry. There have been times on the Euro Tour where like they're all together, and I didn't think it was crazy. And now he's in the mid sixes, and they're exactly. almost nine thousand. That's kind of why I brought up Lipsky too. But I didn't know. I didn't. I know Arnis is here, and I'm kind of interested. I mean, if we're if we're standing for Detry, I mean, this is a player who, again, like, is there much difference between these two? I don't. I don't really know. I mean, Detry has probably been way more consistent, but as you can just see by going through Arnis's card, I mean, like it's, I mean, he, the top finishes can be there. You got him on an, I think, I think that's worth a look potentially. Like if I'm going in this range, I don't have a problem. I mean, who, like, there's no one else. We, we talked about pan. I mean, I Danny certainly play, Lee. you can play Kevin, you, but like nobody else here is really jumping off anything no. to me. I know, my notes for this range was just like, everyone is just dull. Like, this is just like boring. There's no one here that really jumps out. But now that I see Arnis, it's like, oh, okay. A little interested. So why not? Danny Lee, for some reason, plays great here. I don't think I don't, that means much just, of anything. I, I think it's just mostly random. I think he likes I'm, the putting surfaces. I think, I think that's part of it. He's played over in Asia a lot. Similar putting surface. That's the only thing I can say as to why Danny Lee always pops up at this event and finishes like T4 every year. Question about Marty Dew. He's another player. I definitely have my eye on him. Certainly he's got some talent. He's someone else, though. He's doing it off the tee. He's a really big bomber of the like he's an aggressive driver. Yeah. I don't know if that's like Mayakoba for like exactly what I want. Now his price is so low. I think you can get away with it for sure. But I, I think you're gonna see his talent at other setups more than you see this week. Agree completely. I um rather just play ben, you again there yeah ben martin brent grant your boy okay he's so he's down here okay we got to figure out who this guy is i'm serious he was in first and i was just like okay i don't i didn't see his name <laughs> once and i looked at that field for a long time and now you got uh harrison endicott yeah who, I mean, that's another player who was up there yeah. for a bit yeah he came in 10th yeah, 10th. yeah. All these guys, you're going to see that. I don't have a problem playing some of these guys either because, again, like it's hard to get a more similar course to what we got last week than than El Chameleon, than, than uh, the Port Royal connection. I mean, they're pretty similar. They're resort courses, softer, tropical climate. Like uh, We see it a lot. So, I mean, 
if you want to throw Grant in or, or Endicott just on that alone, like, I think it's fine. I have one name down here, but like, it's pretty much just one name. Like, I don't, I'm not going to stand here for Kazire? a bunch of different players. Oh, you're going to guess. Well, get, Is it no, Kazire? It's not Kazire. It's a Kazire-like player name, though. Oh, God. Um, is it, what, Austin Cook? No, it's not Cook. Okay, I've given up. Who it's, is it? It's Ryan Moore. Okay, well, that's, that's yeah, you weren't lying. Um, <laughs> gain strokes without being long off the tee. That's Ryan Moore in a nutshell. Yeah. I Look, two top 30s his last four starts. But, Ben, tell me where Ryan Moore has made his most money. Do you remember? This is, you got to go way back in time. I forgot how long ago this happened, but Ryan Moore won the same event two years in a row. Do you remember which one it was? Shriners? No, it was uh, he has won the Shriners. Okay. But he won the CIMB Classic out in, in, out in Malaysia two years in a row. I was going to say, you green. know what's amazing? Like, he's only – how many wins does he have? Five? Yeah, he's got five. five. Yeah, yeah five, and it's like I get one of them and it's not that one. I honestly don't remember that. Yeah, no, it was – I. you know what? I don't – it was so long ago that I'm like – yeah, like it came back to me, but it was just, I didn't really remember it either. And then I, I looked it up, but he's got good course history here. I do think he likes his green type. Um, he has gained strokes on approach in five straight starts. Now it's not like he's not striping it, but it's positive. His putter was positive last time. I actually really like him for like a top 40 bet here too, because you cannot think of really a more ideal setup. I mean, even just looking last year, he came to the John Deere with like no form. And I'm talking like a top 50 and like four, three miscuts. And he finished second because he can kind of get in a groove on these courses. So I actually think he's playable. Like I said, I'm going to look him for a top 40. I saw like plus 300 for him for that. And he has made two of his last four cuts. It's not like we're coming in with like completely dead here. He made the cut last time as well. I, I think he's, I think he's playable. Again, I think you need a reason to go down here, but I will just ask, did you – he's playing awful. But Pat Kazire, I mean, yeah. I know long-term he, he's won this event. There is some comps to Sony. He's also won Sony. Like, yeah, he gets crazy hot with the putter. He's just – I don't think he's in form, and that is such a huge problem. Yeah, he. I mean, he is just like a north-south player. Like, when he yeah. is bad, it's just – it's There's over. nothing about his game that's good. Like his putter doesn't even save him. And sometimes he'll get a little bit of confidence with his putter and that'll get him going for a bit. And then the rest of his game comes in. But I, don't, I mean, the only thing you can say is like, he started out nicely at the Shriners with like, you know, a couple under par rounds and then just cratered on the weekend. So maybe there's uh, maybe there's some continuation going. I, I look again, if Ryan Moore is the best player I'm shooting out in this range, then like, yes, you can certainly take a shot with Kazire because there's, there's just nobody else really. I mean, I think when you're looking down here, there's two routes you go. You go to a veteran like Kazire or Moore, who's got the good track records on these kind of events, these kind of courses, or you look to someone who played well last week who Ben and I don't even know, like an Endicott or a Brent Grant. Because uh, again, Brent, I'm, Brent. I'm telling you, like you see a lot of continuation on these leaderboards. I think those are the two ways to go. There's just, there's no like play that I can say, this is the dude this week. It's just kind of, yep. how do you want to build what do you want to lean on the course history, the long-term or the, the, the really recent form? I do want to give a quick, you know, uh, as my final thought here to this, I'm not saying it's the end all be all, but like the Sony winners and the OHL winners, you're going to like Kuchar comes to mind, obviously. Yeah. And, and the year that Matt Kuchar won, I just pulled it up. Andrew Putnam was second. Uh, and like, I, I do think there is something 
to taking a peek at what's happened at Sony and who else has had success yeah, at both. It's a really good um, advertisement for Chris Kirk, who's finished That's- like second at Sony a couple times. I, I actually really like that call. I'd kind of forgotten about him, um, but I'm probably going to get some some top 10 or some each ways on him now. Like That's the short, not punishing, you can keep it in the fairway. Like Chris Kirk, and you mentioned at Wiley, like he he's done that there. I think it translates pretty well. I really do. Yep. Now, well, there, there, there we have it. Uh gonna be, you know what? It's a free roll. We had some good. You you had Kitayama two weeks ago. I had Seamus. We're feeling good on this show. And again, thanks for everyone for sticking with us. We've got the NHL strategy show set to begin with Josh Harris and Cliffy taking you there's like 50 games in the NHL tonight and of course NBA deeper dive live before lock coming at you all on the stochastic network if you're looking for bets head to odd shop or YouTube we've got you covered there but friends thanks again thanks to Tyler behind the glass and hanging with him all morning we've done shows on shows on shows we're gonna bounce on out of here if you have any questions hit us up in discord hit us up on Twitter at the fantasy grind at jazz raz DFS good luck friends enjoy Maya Koba as always and we will find out what the event is next week. Me and Jeff don't know. It's in Houston. Whatever it is. I know that. What is it? I, it's we in Houston. Know. I don't know. What it's in Houston. Is. It's the Houston, the Shell Houston Open. Maybe, maybe not. Find out next week. One o'clock. We'll be here. Hope you guys are as well. Good luck. And we'll see you then. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts the time of year for big occasions and yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor let's help him out henson shavings line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad brother and even son can enjoy eventually with replacement blades just 10 cents each you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life how's that for the perfect gift celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches hensonshaving.com holiday new on curiosity stream how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series Connections returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly annual and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com.